Hey dads, before we jump into today's episode, I want to let you know about a great resource we have for you called the Dad-Son Challenge, 10 manly activities that dads and sons can do together. These are fun activities that you and your son can do to help both of you get better at being men that are based around the five marks of manhood that we talk about in each episode of Manly Tales. So go to manhoodtribes.com challenge where you can download your free dad-son challenge today. That's manhoodtribes.com challenge. Welcome to Manly Tales, stories for making men out of boys, a podcast for dads and sons to listen to together. I'm Don Ross, the host of Manly Tales, and each episode you'll hear my sons and me talk about the stories that are inspiring and teaching us about what it means to be a man. We're excited to have you listen in with us. This episode is part of season three of Manly Tales, where we're talking about the life of King David. Today's episode tells the story of how David returns the Ark of the Covenant. Let's listen together. David mustered the pick of the troops of Israel, 30 divisions of them. Together with his soldiers, David headed for Bala to recover the chest of God, which was called by the name God of the Angel Armies, who was enthroned over the pair of angels on the chest. They placed the chest of God on a brand new ox cart and removed it from Abinadab's house on the hill. Uzzah and Ahio, Abinadab's sons, were driving the new cart loaded with the chest of God, Ahio in the lead and Uzzah alongside the chest. David and the whole company of Israel were in the parade, singing at the top of their lungs and playing mandolins, harps, tambourines, castanets, and cymbals. When they came to the threshing floor of Nakon, the oxen stumbled. So Uzzah reached out to grab the chest of God. God blazed in anger against Uzzah and struck him hard because he had profaned the chest. Uzzah died on the spot, right alongside the chest. Then David got angry because of God's deadly outburst against Uzzah. That place is still called Perez Uzzah, the explosion against Uzzah. David became fearful of God that day and said, This chest is too dangerous to handle. How can I ever get it back to the city of David? He refused to take the chest of God a step further. Instead, David removed it off the road and to the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite. The chest of God stayed at the house of Obed-Edom, the Gittite, for three months, and God prospered Obed-Edom and his entire household. It was reported to King David that God had prospered Obed-Edom and his entire household because of the chest of God. So David thought, I'll get that blessing for myself, and went and brought up the chest of God from the house of Obed-Edom to the city of David, celebrating extravagantly all the way, with frequent sacrifices of choice bulls. David, ceremonially dressed in priest's linen, danced with great abandon before God. The whole country was with him as he accompanied the chest of God with shouts and trumpet blasts. But as the chest of God came into the city of David, Michal, Saul's daughter, happened to be looking out the window. When she saw King David leaping and dancing before God, her heart filled with scorn. They brought the chest of God and set it in the middle of the tent pavilion that David had pitched for it. Then and there David worshipped, offering burnt offerings and peace offerings. When David had completed the sacrifices of burnt and peace offerings, he blessed the people in the name of God of the angel armies and handed out to each person in the crowd, men and women alike, a loaf of bread a date cake, and a raisin cake. Then everyone went home. David returned home to bless his family. Michal, 
Saul's daughter, came out to greet him. How wonderfully the king has distinguished himself today, exposing himself to the eyes of the servants' maids like some burlesque street dancer. David replied to Michal, In God's presence I'll dance all I want. He chose me over your father and the rest of our family and made me prince over God's people, over Israel. Oh yes, I'll dance to God's glory, more recklessly even than this. And as far as I'm concerned, I'll gladly look like a fool. But among these maids you're so worried about, I'll be honored no end. Michal, Saul's daughter, was barren the rest of her life. So this story is a little different, and we actually had to do some discussion about it off the microphone just to kind of help each other understand what was going on here about this story, right? So I'd love to hear from you guys, as I kind of told you a little bit about the story, like, what did you learn? What what was going on here in the story that you can help explain to everybody who's listening? Why don't we start with, like, the Ark of the Covenant? Like, what is that? What are we talking about? The Ark of the, of the Covenant is this box that basically God like can like dwell in okay yeah that's kind of that's kind of right he sort of like meets the people of Israel on the ark when it's put into their most holy place so this was like the most holy and important artifact that the people of Israel had and it really kind of represented God to them you haven't read the Bible it's the big zappy thing in the Indiana Jones movie that's right. Yes. So if you've seen Indiana Jones, that's a that's a good uh, reference point. What else? So what else was going on here? Like when uh, so like Eli, you were asking about Uzzah, the guy who died when he touched the ark. Like what was happening there? So like God told them that like, you know, you need to respect this thing. And it's like too holy for y'all to be able to. I mean, I'm sure God didn't say y'all, but whatever. It's too holy for um, y'all to be able to like, you know, touch and like, maybe you can interact with it and stuff and experience it, but I'm just like too great and powerful. And so this guy, um, was trying to, you know, do a good deed and like stop the, um, the covenant from basically falling down this hill and onto this like bowl. And then it probably would have just rolled and gotten broken or something bad happened. And so he went out and grabbed it to try to touch it and stop it. And he just dropped like that and he was dead. Yeah, because God had given some specific ways that they were supposed to carry it, and they yeah. weren't actually following those rules, and yeah, that was part of the problem. They so, was carrying it with the barrel. <laughs> yeah, so, um, okay, so that gives us some a little bit of context there, and then later on we see, though, that after David starts uh, carrying it the right way, and they throw a party to celebrate, then they kind of party all the way into the city, and you know, then his wife kind of gets upset at him for doing that. Like, why was she upset? What was going on in that scene? Because bro was dancing on the street in his underpants. It's like a way to live life. Yeah, so, you know, there's there's a lot happening that we don't have to discuss all of it. But, yeah, basically, like, David was really excited, and he was wearing kind of an undergarment that a priest would have worn to basically celebrate, you know, the priest who were supposed to interact with the Ark had, you know, finally things were kind of working correctly. And David was kind of showing his, like, priestly leadership of the people. But his wife was like what the heck are you doing dancing in the streets in your underwear? And, you know, David was kind of saying, hey, I'm not concerned about the way that I look. I'm concerned about pleasing the Lord. And we've done something that has pleased the Lord and we ought to celebrate. So that was a really good thing. So, okay, that kind of gives us some some background to the story and sort of like what was going on there, maybe helps us understand. But what were y'all's like favorite parts of the story? 
when bro was dancing in his underpants. That's going to be me in 20 years. Yeah, that's what you got to do. If you want to impress Jesus, all you got to do is just go crazy. <laughs> yeah, not the takeaway from the story, but okay, thanks for that anyway. Let's talk then about the marks of manhood that we talk about on every episode of Manly Tales. We believe that the five marks of manhood are the things that every man should demonstrate as a part of living his life as a man. And those things are strength, strength courage, skill, honor, and allegiance. Hey, They're good on job. our wall. They are on the wall for us to look at. That's great. Now, okay, so what were some marks of manhood that y'all heard in this story? I mean... um, courage from the dude that was trying to um stop the um the ark of the covenant it was about to just like fall and it's this like magical zappy box thingy that gives you like instant death and he just reached out and grabbed it to be able to save these people and that bull yeah it shows some courage but at the same time like it was a violation of what god wanted and so it cost him his life so i think probably in his mind he thought he was trying to do the right thing but god had already laid out what the right things were and you know he wasn't doing that and so it it did it cost him his life okay so as we talk about these things then we'd love to kind of say like what are some ways that we can put into practice the things that we are learning about being a man from david and from the stories that he's a part of so what's something that y'all learned from this story that you could put into practice that um you can do whatever you want to celebrate god and even if it's like embarrassing yourself like if god sees it he doesn't see you as embarrassing he sees you as celebrating him and that kind of stuff i mean i kind of want to dance on my underpants maybe there's a time and place for that But yes, no, I agree, Colton. I think that's really good. And I think it kind of speaks to, again, you know, we've talked about allegiance a lot with David. And I think this really speaks to that with him that, you know, I love the line in the story where David says to his wife, Michael, he says, I will be even more undignified than this, you know, just kind of meaning like, hey, like, if you think this is bad, like, I'll be even worse than this for the sake of honoring and praising God for all that he has done and for all of who he is. I don't mind being undignified to let God know that I love him and to let other people know that as well. So David was being very public with his allegiance to God, and he wanted everyone to be able to see that, even if it was kind of embarrassing, because he didn't care about that. He cared about praising God. So I agree. I think that's awesome. And I think if there's ways that we can put that into practice in our own lives, I think that's really good. Okay, well, we love to end each episode of the Mainly Tales podcast with a question for you guys, our listeners, to be able to continue to discuss with each other uh, once the episode is done. So today, we actually just have one question that's for both the dads and the sons. And that question is, how can you let other people know that you follow God? How can you let other people know that you follow God? All right, just like David, what's a way that you can make your following God public? All right, we hope you've enjoyed this episode of Manly Tales and that you find a way to dance in your underpants somewhere in your life. We'll talk to you next time. Yeah, dance in those underpants, guys. See you next time. See you next time. Manly Tales stories are adapted and performed by Josh Burns. For more information about the show, visit manlytales.com. Hey dads, don't forget to download your dad-son challenge, 10 manly activities that dads and sons can do together. Just go to manhoodtribes.com slash challenge.